This is Radio 4. What's in this sideboard here? That is where we keep the Greenwich time signal, John. Look. Oh, no. One of the pips is missing. Later tonight on ITV4-1, there's a brand new case for Inspector Morse in The Last of the Pips. But, sir, the Valkyries cannot be responsible for every crime in the Thames Valley area. Yes, I know you feel a personal connection to the case, but hang on a minute, will you, sir? I need to find the cold book. You know, sometimes I really wish you'd speak English. No wonder this case has taken six years to solve. Where is that flaming cord book? Ah, there it is. And in half an hour, there's another instalment of our never-popular quiz show, It's a Pigeon. A very over-the-top hello from Frinton, where our first contestant is Tim from Basingstoke. What do you do for a living, Tim? I'm a regular contestant on radio quizzes. I bet you are. Now, for a thousand pounds, Tim, can you identify this species of bird? It's a pigeon. Is the right answer from Frinton. Good night. That's coming up later tonight. But not on this channel, fortunately, where at the third stroke it'll be this time. It's the John Dredge Nothing to Do with Anything show. Good evening. My name's John Dredge, and throughout today's programme we'll be going over to our roving reporter, Gladys Looms, who's taken the Nothing To Do With Anything roadshow to New Malden. Hello, Gladys. Good day to you too, John. Yes, here I am in New Malden with a really wonderful crowd. Hello, New Malden! What a rousing reception. But now I'm going to talk to one local who's fortunately walking very slowly so I can easily catch up with him. Good day to you, sir. How long have you lived in New Malden? Eh? How long have you lived in New Malden? Well, you know, I... Uh, well, I... Uh, I don't know what you want me to say, but I mean... Uh, well, uh, what's the most interesting thing about New Malden? Eh? What is the most interesting thing about New Malden? Well, uh, you can go right back, can't you? Yes. I don't suppose you knew that, did you? Uh, well... <laughs> hey? Well, it's been marvellous meeting you. You can go right back, you know. Yeah, I suppose you can. Hey? I suppose you can! Well, you just remember that. Lovely. And um, I'll be quite literally catching up with more of the locals later in the show. But for now, let's go back to John in the studio. Hey? Let's go back to John in the studio! I'm not going anywhere. No, I I'm, was... I'm staying here in New Malden. You can go right back as far as I'm concerned. Hey? I said you can go right back as far as I'm concerned. Yes, I heard what you said, but I don't know what you meant. Hey? Hey? And with that, it's back to John in the studio. Thank you, whoever you are. Hey? And there'll be more from Gladys in New Malden later, but do stay tuned. Time now to meet this week's studio guest, someone I can guarantee you'll be hearing a lot more of in the next minute or so, Mr Pob Spleen of Droitwich. 
Narden Pob, you're one of the country's foremost impressionists, aren't you? That's right, yes. Can we hear some of these impressions, I wonder? Certainly. Why don't we start with Boris Johnson? I'm sure quite a few of our listeners would love to start with Boris Johnson. Here we go, then. <clears throat> I, I would argue that uh, um, I, my, my view is or the, of, of the crazed Essex girl who, you know, uh, uh, it, this is the argument anyway. That's remarkably realistic, Pob. Thank you. Now, my next impression's a bit more difficult. It's a twin axle lorry. Very lifelike, Pob. What a remarkable talent you have. Do come back and join us. Sometimes I get so carried away, I end up in a motorway cafe miles from anywhere. I can imagine. Now, I understand you've got a gig to get to this evening, but before you go, I demand you do another impression. Well, since you asked so nicely, here's my piece de resistance. A motorboat being piloted by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Cheerio, John. Cheerio, Pob. And bon voyage. <clears throat> Nothing like it. Oh dear, it's the head of podcasts again. Sorry, I'm going to have to get this. Hello? Well, I'm glad you're enjoying the show, sir. What's that? You didn't think much of Pob's spleen because anyone can do an impression of a motorboat being piloted by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra? Well, sir, why don't you have a go if you think it's so easy? Good, he's gone. And that music tells us that it's time for more of your letters and emails in Dear Dredge. And that music tells us that we've just heard the music that tells us that it's time for more of your letters and emails in Dear Dredge. I haven't a clue what that music tells us, I'm afraid. But here's a letter from Dr Krant Fodoig of Orfelton, who writes, Dear Dredge, I wish that head of podcasts would stop phoning you in the middle of sketches. It interrupts the flow of the whole show. And if that's him now, I would simply encourage you to throw your phone out of the window and carry on regardless. Well, Dr Fodoig, your wish is my command. He continues, P.S. Remember to open the window before you throw your phone out of it. Oh, dear. Couldn't you have written that a bit earlier, Dr Fodoig? Wait, there's something written on the other side. P.P.S. No, I couldn't. (laughs) 
And that music tells us that we've also had an email from Mr Stick Harbottle of Leeds on Sea, who says, I'm a big fan of the show and think the cast is superb, but who plays the John Dredge character? Well, I must admit I found your email rather surprising, Stick. I thought everyone knew that I am, of course, played by acclaimed actress Anna Emerson. But despite this, I feel I'm justified in dropping out of character for just one moment to thank you for your kind words and a Nothing To Do With Anything show t-shirt is on its way. Not to you, though. Back into character now for our final letter of the week from Basil Pipkins of Rainbowshire, who writes, Dear Dredge, isn't it time for a commercial break? I'm afraid not, Mr Pipkins. Sorry about that. Want to be popular? Want to be the life and soul of the party? Then why not learn to go... Dear somebody, since learning to go... I have become very attractive to women and my friends tell me I'm much more interesting than when I merely went... Yes, learn to go... It refreshes the parts that can't reach. May cause drowsiness, dizziness, disturbances in the force, and death. The Shoe Shop News from Leighton Buzzard with Bernard and Mervyn Helicopters. Good evening, or morning. What? People can listen to podcasts like this in the morning or in the evening. Really? What about in the afternoon? No, that's strictly forbidden under the 2004 Don't Listen in the Afternoon Please Act. Well, in that case, good evening, or good morning, but not good afternoon, and welcome to Shoe Shop News. Oh, thank you very much. The main story tonight, or this morning, on Shoe Shop News. Why aren't more people coming into our shoe shop in the high street? Is it because we never open the shop, or is it because we never go in? And why would we go in if we never open the shop? We put these and other questions to the head of Associated Shoe Shops for Buckinghamshire and the Chilterns, Terence Nellums, but he ran away. Why? Earlier today, I asked my brother, Mervyn, but I declined to answer, as you all now hear. You can hear more of what Mervyn didn't say in our late bulletin, when we'll also be looking at shoe shops at home and abroad, but mainly in the Leighton Buzzard area. Yes, we didn't go abroad in the end. We did go home, though. Yes, we went home yesterday evening. All morning, and we'll probably go home again tonight. Or right now, if you don't get more customers. So do join us then. Good night, or good day. Not good afternoon, though. No, that's right out. Bernard, what have I told you about inviting the listeners over to the house of an evening? You don't know where they've been. Shut up, Mervyn. They've not faded the mics down yet. And now, the Radio 4 appeal. Please! Listen to Radio 4! And now, another appeal. Good evening. I'm someone who's been roped into doing this by my agent because she thought it might boost my public profile. And tonight I'd like to talk to you about people who go I myself have personal experience of this rare, if ludicrous, condition, as both my wife and my neighbour's uncle go which can be very distressing in restaurants. For example, whereas I might say, Can I have the veal? My wife is much more at risk of saying something like, Can I have the This can be very embarrassing, particularly if it's not on the menu. My neighbour's uncle is currently receiving treatment at the centre for people who go and his condition has improved a great deal as a result. Instead of going he now goes instead. But this kind of treatment is expensive. So please, help my neighbour's uncle and my wife by sending me every spare penny you have 
to the following address. Free post appeal under one of the arches at the South Bank, London SE 99. This Christmas, spare a thought for those who go... Thank you. Hang on a minute. I've been going all through this appeal. That was the Nothing To Do With Anything show, which was written and performed by John Dredge with the producer Richard Cray. It also featured the voices of Mark Davison, Anna Emerson, Greg Haste and James Shakeshaft. The revolving stage was installed by Fafton McNardens and the whole thing was... Oh, for heaven's sake. Yes, man! I've come to fix your boiler, mate. Your producer called me about it last week. You'll need to come back later. I'm in the middle of reading the closing credits. Oh, I know just what that's like. I've been in the middle of reading closing credits myself when there's been a knock at the door. So, where's your boiler? Through here, is it? It won't take a moment. Um... It'll take ages. But don't mind me. I'll be as quiet as an Egyptian sand mouse. They're quiet, are they? No, mate. They're blooming deafening. If I had a hammer, I'd sing the cricket theme tune. Um, I'd sing it every minute. The cloakroom attendant was Mackerel Cheestonby. The audience was provided by Clapped Out Limited. And the Technicolor presentation was a waste of money. Look, can you stop that for one moment, please? What is it, Squire? That looks extremely dangerous. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Oh, yes. That'll be 40 quid. <laughs>